Today is a great day for car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. She's a song on a car. Good day and welcome to episode number 90 of the car wash. On today's show, Chiefs, a day to forget is Brandon Trooper's job on the line and Banyana Banyana victorious. Whether you are listening or tuning in on SL Podcast at Sierra today, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, or Mahi King 96.7 game time. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Roberts, and of course, the legend, Teko Medice. How are you, Tex? Hey, Buddha. How are you? Hey, Buddha. I'm good, brother. What's happening on your side? No, I'm still skinny and fantastic. <laughs> that is absolutely beautiful. Not as beautiful as my joke of the day. Wow. There we go. What did the carpenter say when he finished building his house? I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Pole Position is a segment where we ask our fans and our supporters to have a certain question and give voice note replies. This week we ask you it is obviously clear that something needs to change after Chiefs had a day to forget what changes need to be made and why. And this is what you guys had to say. we must change center back if maybe Okupa Umato or Okado so from my side I think management uh, need to sit down with uh, the current coach Mr. Stuart Baxter and uh, uh, especially about his his defensive mentality let's be honest Stuart Baxter is killing our kids the very first change that needs to be made is the team needs to be sold to people who still have ambition and vision to take this team to the top. To be honest, we are we know where we start. Look now the performance the time was seven hand coach. Look now, the boy always on the bench. For what reason? I think it's his team we put in. That coach introduced to the players is the one that causes problems. I mean, I really, I don't know what to say. That guy must just go. His approach to the game, you know, his, his system, it's it's just not paying off. Yeah, Tex, I mean, uh, a mixed bag of uh, replies and responses and obviously 
we really don't know what needs to change. We don't know what's going through the, 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 the players' heads, the coaches' heads. And um, obviously, it's still very early in the season. I mean, someone said there that the Chiefs need to sell to someone who's a bit more passionate about the team and who want to win. And I mean, obviously, I completely disagree with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, let, let's get into the game. Let's talk about this. Um, we did not see that one coming, did we? Ah. Uh... Look, I don't... And, 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 yeah, sorry, and, and look, Chiefs had their opportunities. Uh, they, they were they were clear-cut opportunities, which this game could have gone the complete opposite way. But Royal AM, some of their goals are absolutely world-class. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, this, this was no fluke. This was a... It was a... But Chiefs were comfortably beaten. Well, what's, your, what's your take on this? It's crazy. Can't believe we're talking about this again. Um, look, I think just to... I understand how how people are feeling, and and yeah. and and also looking at the stature of Real AM against Pesos Kaiser yeah. Chiefs. So you're expecting, because you are a big name team with big uh, name players, the expectations are it's 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 a six pointer, so it's a must win. So it's therefore therefore you can win. And as one of the most uh, famous commentators in the country always says, that football has no therefore. So on that day. Um, 20 minutes into the game, Chiefs still struggle to get grip of the game, get control yeah. of the game, and uh, and it became a snowball. So you, yeah. you're failing to control, you're failing to to get your most important players in the game to be more on the ball, and when they you fail as a team to do so, you've ever struggled to get your momentum. Worse, Nange got injured, destabilized the whole team, but at the time. Um, Real AM still plays, still, still, still uh, defending very deep. Even so, mm-hmm. at some point they scored, but they were still. It was against the run of play. Mm-hmm. So now I think tactically, Stuart Baxter was asked or was looked at differently tactic-wise when Nange got injured. Okay. I think that was the turning okay. point. Okay. Yeah. Go into that a bit. What do you mean? What happened in terms of tactics? When 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 Nange got injured, because you're playing against Rolly M that defends very, very deep in that defensive block, they only waiting to come out with two players via via speed. So now mm-hmm. therefore you 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 with with Nange being injured, your question the question will be tactically, who are you introducing? Because mm-hmm. Nange keeps you and helps you rotate the ball better. He also attacks. He takes shots outside the box. Like he gives you more. Well, Cole Alexander at that time was making the runs inside the box often. So that therefore the two central midfielders were also engaged and they were within the game because they were giving you that attacking options. So now you, yeah. Nange gets injured. So that the question is who are you going to introduce also to affect the game or to pin? Real AM still, you know, they had the back yeah. in that defensive block. But then you introduce a gay. So with introducing a gay, you're actually saying that I need a defensive midfield. Right. So that changed the whole complexion of the game. And I think that's where people people probably maybe they didn't see it. But I think for me, being a person that was there that actually watched the game, that's mm-hmm. where the whole game changed. By by not that Agay is a bad player, but it's just that at that time you you, you didn't need any defensive midfielder because you you were pinning Real AM defending very low, and therefore you needed creativity in the pitch because Kesey was what Kesey was struggling with at the time was to break down that defensive wall. 
Correct. So you need some some creativity, somebody that will take on players individually. Because to 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 go through that wall, you need you need either individual skills or you need to be patient on the ball. And we both know mm. that Kedichi is not patient on the ball. So you need you need something. You need you need, you need to in, engage your wide players because Kedichi look dangerous when 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 Jablo Blom was going out one bringing on the crosses when Clanty was that was first half. Yeah, yeah. This is Chiefs all first half before Nange got injured. Mm-hmm. Chiefs looked like scoring, creating chances, dangerous. Um, 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 Real M had to 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 change also and 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 respond to what the game was saying by being defensive. But at the end of the day, that Nange substitution that's where it changed the game, and it became now a catch up for Kansas Chiefs second half. And once Real AM got the momentum, and and you also you must understand, look at you you look at the chances that Real AM created within ten mm-hmm. minutes within the space of ten minutes. Real AM play the ball over the top from the defense line they nearly scored mm-hmm. twice yeah so that as a as a, that should be a sign for the defense for the defense we're like guys if we, we're not going to play highline if there's no pressure on the ball even a 10 year old can tell you that sure so 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 it's just that now when the results are not coming you're looking at the coach but you you if 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 if, if you find yourself in a position where or oh, we can actually say that there are players in, at the at, at, at that club that still need to take responsibility that need to be accounted uh, uh take accountability because you know you having this such an experience and in defense but you you aren't able to to read the game very well and if you can't do so let the younger ones that are in that have been brought in being given a chance to play because I, f- I strongly feel that if you want change changes needs to be there we can't say there is change but once things are still the same but yet we're saying there are changes yeah you know um so if you could turn back a few days and you're straight back so what 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 substitution would you have made uh what would you have brought on look i would have Either I would have changed Blom into them that midfield because when things are getting tough, you still give me the bite in the midfield, mm-hmm. and probably maybe put on somebody that will play the right back. If I still want Blom to play as a right fullback, then I need to play a more um, position-based midfielder because yeah. then it, and then I'm forcing Keegan to stay wide. Then I'm mm. forcing Kama to stay wide or or, or Nukovic to stay wide. Even I'm, I'll swap it around. Nukovic goes central because mm. they're defending in the block. Kama go wider so that when the crosses are being played early, they'll find Nukovic in the box. He has it. He doesn't have to sprint inside the box. Probably yeah. maybe I'll introduce or uh, uh, maybe to help play in the midfield or even introduce Lebo early on in the game. There's a lot of players that I could introduce, so irrespective. But as long as it's not a defensive-minded player to mm. introduce in that game, that game would have changed. Mm. It will stay the same or even change better for Kaiser Chiefs because Kaiser Chiefs was more in the bo- on the ball, but they were just losing the balls in dangerous areas. Of course, that's why I'm saying I'll put in someone that will take care of the ball. And Blom being in that midfield, I saw him play last season. I think he was one of the best players for Kaiser Chiefs as well. I'll play him in his right mm. full position. And I think he's, mm. he's been underused as a right back. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, not obviously a, um, a debut to remember for Brandon Peterson. Um, Good goalkeeper, but you know couldn't do much about the goals to be honest. Um, who, who was was Mabeliso, Was his debut as well? Yeah, no, he was. He it was his second because I think the first one he came in as a sub. I think it was his yeah, second. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's um, yeah, I, I, unfortunate. So I'm going to ask you the question, Tech. What needs to change, if anything? Maybe they're just having a, a, unlucky, or maybe just because Cardiff Chiefs. We um, we like to talk about that a lot, but you know to lose. To lose at home, uh, 
to a makeshift team, if you like. And it's uh, Sean. For me, for me, I don't think I don't look like I'd, I'd, I'm not going to sit here and undermine uh, Royal AM and say because uh, she's uh, uh, lost. And and I did the game. I saw how how good Real, Real AM played in, yes. in patches, though. But they played well. So clearly, um, 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 it just said because of the status thing that because there's so many issues around Royal mm. AM, so it doesn't sit well with so many players for Kizuchi's to lose uh, yes. to Royal AM. But to be honest with you, I think um, what what I feel like needs to change is the consistency in the mentality itself. Mm. You look at Kizuchi's players when they were playing Sundance. You look at Kizuchi's the same players when they're playing Royal AM. The mentality was different. Mm. It was just different. When they're losing against Sundowns, even though they lose, they fight. Yes. They play role AM, they, they're chasing the game, but they're not fighting. They're not trying. So it's either, it's, 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 for me, I don't think there's anything tactical that needs to change. It's just the mentality, just that self belief. Don't choose games. Mm. Don't choose games look, to play well. Yeah, I, I think, look, if, if they win three on the bounce, we're having a completely different conversation because I think that's all a, a squad like Kaiser Chiefs need, right? They've got the players, they've got the coach, and they just need a, maybe a little bit of luck as well. I yeah. Mean, we've had this conversation before, but it's coming. But but that's what I'm saying, Sean. You, you you sometimes create your own luck. Like, for me, sure. for me, for, for now, with, with, with all the players that, are, that started the game, that I've seen starting these games, couple of games, I think the, the only two changes in terms of a position I'll change is is is, is Njabu Loblom and Nukovic. Nukovic is getting more frustrated and and and, and with that, which means you're not know, getting anything from him. You know, mm -hmm. getting defensively, he's, he's just gonna give you fouls because he's frustrated. Yeah. He's not gonna give you goals because he doesn't get the supply. He has to fight and work hard and all that type of stuff. So now you're having Kama as a number nine. So you you're hoping that Kama will play as a as a false nine and he's mm -hmm. not giving you that because once Kama gets frustrated he doesn't get the balls he gets deeper into the midfield and try and com combine but when Kama plays wide as a as, as out out wide when he doesn't get the ball he stay wider or maybe he drifts in as a, as a striker so therefore when Kama yeah. plays you play him positional as a striker he will never stay there because he's the player that wants to move Good. so put Nukovic where he's supposed to because right now you don't have Castro you don't have under striker why are you sacrificing yeah. Nukovic to be a left-sided attack? Playing three strengths. Yeah. Jablo yeah. Blom was one of the best players in the in, in, in the league mm. last season. He's 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 playing right back. What do you what do you want to see? What do you what are you telling what are you what are you telling what are you telling us that we don't see at training? Mm. Hey, let the let the Nange, Alexander and, and, and Blom fight for the position. What the what, people are there to compete, right? Of course. Yeah, let uh, let uh, you sign Dube and 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 Ngobo from Swallows. Why are you still using Katoso and Mato? Mm. We've seen this movie. The, the 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 lead actor dies before the movie starts. <laughs> and Jackie Chan dies when the movie starts. <laughs> what is it that you want to see anymore? Uh, yeah, exactly. The combination <laughs> that combination is not working anymore. One, I'll tell you why. One, they're not comfortable on the ball. Mato is not comfortable on the ball. Katoso is not comfortable on the ball from playing from the back. Two, they don't have speed. Three, the aggression is not there anymore. Mm. And it's, it, they're not bad players. Probably because of they played so many games within, within a couple of years. Hey guys, we need to see fresh faces. In Jabul, as I was watching Kizzy Chiefs defense, uh, that noble boy from Solos at the back. Mm. Guys, I just hope people can watch that game 
with, you know, they put the emotions on the side to watch that boy plays at the back. Watch how he plays at the back. Yeah. Watch the confidence when he's on the ball. Mm. Then you, then and then and then then we still watching Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee. <laughs> I like that analogy, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, let's see what happens. Interesting times ahead, that's for sure. Um, let's go over the couple of games that were played in the weekend. Um, a very good result and away result for Orlando Pirates against Chipper. Um, that means they have collected eight points in four matches after back-to-back wins against Chipper and uh, Morocco Swallows, respectively. Um, you were always going to put your money on Pirates, but uh, very impressed in how they conducted themselves and how they played. Tickle. Look, man. I... Yeah, you, you. Maybe sometimes, Sean. Just, just to be fair, mm. I think we, 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 we have we expecting so much from other teams on something that they don't have. Correct. You know, we, we sometimes put so much hope on players, on teams and expectations, and we fail to look at what the reality is. And and and, and sometimes it becomes unfair for us, but of course we 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 just fans of football, so we we just sharing our opinion of course. But yeah. I, I strongly feel that, you know, we we we, we yet to see it's been a while since I've seen Orlando Pirates like playing that entertaining football and exciting football. Mm. And I remember when when Memela and Mango were hot, you know, when Mango mm. was scoring left and right, and when Memela was playing there in this, those pockets, it was very exciting to watch. Whenever Orlando Pirates were breaking, and and and, and it was mm. very exciting mm. for me to watch. I was very excited looking at how Orlando Pirates was playing at the time, you know. And 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 ever since then, mm. I think they, they they struggled to to get that back. And, um, and 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 a big team like Orlando Pirates is unfair for one player to be carrying the team. You know, it's, sure. it it requires everybody to put in the shift, everybody to chip in and 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 do what they're supposed to do. Because if you remember that in the history will tell you, Orlando Pirates have. It's been a while since Orlando Pirates have had a, a, a single player, you know, in double digits in terms of scoring, like a 12, 13, 14 goals. It's only Mango last season. Before him, it's been a while. Because all of the pirates yeah. always relies on everybody to put in the, the job. So it's Mamluk Sundowns. You never see one. It's only Shalulile then. But before Shalulile, mm. it's always their top goal scorer is always eight, nine goals, and everybody scored. Yeah. You know. So yeah. so you need that for Orlando Pirates to be able to to be in in contention for 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 big trophies and dominance within the league. You need everybody to put their hands up and be able to to contribute positively. But yet again. You, you have a new coach, a lot of new faces within the club. So therefore, that tells you that there is a transition that's happening mm-hmm. that is slowly getting there. So one can only hope that it gels very quickly so that, you know, the league can come back to be interesting. Because, dude, to be honest with you, I would love to see Orlando Pirates on fire. I would love to see Kid Chiefs on fire. I would love to see Mamlu Sundowns on fire. And then the league also will be on fire, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's yeah. I mean that's that's what we can always hope for, but um, Sundowns versus TS Galaxy. Another um, we saw the we saw the old Sundowns. I think. The, yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? We spoke about the last couple of weeks where you know, where's the old Sundowns and maybe this is the year where where someone could challenge. And um, I think they were just so dominant in terms of everything in that game. Shalilile again on the score sheet, finding his form. You know, once he starts finding his form like this, it's it's pretty much downhill for most teams. But uh, again, uh, an, uh, another clean sheets, um, just a, all in all, a quality performance for Sundance Tickle. Yeah, and 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 to be honest with you, I think 
TS Galaxy pushed the London Pirates. I mean, yes. I'm really Sundance. It pushed them to, yeah. to, to, to play well, to, to find solutions because you know how TS Galaxy is. They press, they 1v1, they energy, they aggression. And I was watching the game, like it, it forced Mamelodi Sundowns to be more smarter. And I still say like uh, that defensive role that uh, Kotsia is playing is amazing. And mm. um, and yeah, you know, um, making sure that, uh, you know, waiting for those opportunities because Shalili was struggling in the first half to get those balls. Because I think TS Galaxy realized that we can't mark Shalili, let's cut the supply. But in the yeah. second half, once he got those opportunity, bang, one goal. So start opening up, which means as a team that is that defensive structure, you need to gamble a bit and try and, and, and chase the game. So therefore, you're going to open up a little bit. That's when Mimini Sundowns also pounce the game. So when yeah, Kutumela was coming in, the game was already, you know, in Mimini Sundowns' hands. But it just did from that one goal, I think there was a lot of dominance from Mimini Sundowns that showed their class. And, 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 and yeah, against a very difficult side. But, but I must say, TS Galaxy this season is going to give people a lot of problems. They play, yeah. they, they've got a strategy, they've got a, they, they, they know what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, any team you come up against with own Dogama coaching is not easy. Even back in the Silver Stars days, you knew you were in for a, a hell of a game. Yeah. Um, uh, and was that Kutumela's first goal? Yeah, boo, ba, ba. Yeah, yeah. So, like you say, first of many, and they've got five or six goal scorers they can get you 10 to 15 goals a season so um let's th watch that one closely but the next game um which will lead into the next segment really is the super sport morocco swallows game um morocco swallows very much out of sorts but beaten by a much better team on the day uh i think it was 3-0 and yeah and obviously brandon truton now on being put on leave it's uh it's all happening in the PSL text. I mean, it's, it's a bit crazy, eh? So early in the season, and uh, all of a sudden you, you you put on you put on leave. It's just it's unbelievable. But so so what gets me tech? And maybe you agree or disagree. I don't think owners or CEOs of teams should be taking to Twitter and apologizing for their team's defeats or their. Uh, Who was apologizing uh, for that? David, the the CEO. Oh. He said, uh, I apologize after the result, just like that. that. That was his tweet. I apologize. Yeah. Um, look, they are winless in their last four matches from all competitions, um, including the 3-0 the thumping by Super Sports at home. So, um, but I think this is a bit premature. What do you think, Tim? Uh, it's, it sends the wrong message. Mm. Also, when, when, when you start explaining yourself to, to the fans, and and in most cases you 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 your justification would be we 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 just very transparent with uh, with the fans the fans are very important into the team but 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 to what end is transparency because if you start this trend of transparency you must go all the way now you 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 coming out you saying we apologize for the results which means you know that uh you know this i can do better or somebody else can do better you know, or people or the fans deserve better. Yes, we all know that. Swallows fans deserve better. Swallows have, you know, uh, assembled a very good squad. But if there are issues, 
that you need to address, you go straight to the club and, and address them with the people that you should supposed to be addressing them with. And mm. and, and and by just giving all these hints and the social media things, I, I think that's how the teams are run these days. Everybody wants to run to social media and run their teams there. And, 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 and most of the people that are doing that, they're not doing the business on the pitch. You could yeah. leave leave all these things of social because you had a media officer within the club. Yeah. Let the media officer do what supports he's supposed to do. You, as a chairperson or as a chairman, do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. If you have it's to insane. fire somebody, fire somebody. Suspend, suspend. But don't come out and apologize to the fans for for not getting the results. Yeah, I agree. And in terms of my previous question, do you think this decision is a bit premature for Brandon Trita? Look, I, I think it was something that I saw it coming, mainly because of the results. You know, last season it was nice, it was okay, but at the end you would hope that things will, will change because as a club yeah. that we invested so much money, you you wouldn't you wouldn't want to get records of most draws and what yeah. what. You want to improve as a team. You sure. you get into the second season now that you you know what you expect within the, the PSL. You want to improve. You want to get better results. And I think they 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 called in um, uh, the coach. Uh, what's his name? His assistant coach for a reason. Mm. They called him in so that he can understand, so that he can help him out, so that whenever there are issues, there's there's heads there that are technically and technically good that can help the team. So you 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 don't want to see all those draws and loss, and because you're working so hard behind closed doors to to bring in those type of players to be able to play. And and for me, I, I strongly believe that they this was coming. Yeah. I saw this coming, especially with all the draws and 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 no wins. So it, let's see how it pans out because it's if what is suspension until how long and then what happens after that, you know? Because yeah, I don't think there's anybody good that is available. Mm. I don't really believe that there's a coach out there that is available that actually can come in and do things for cases that needs to be done. I mean, for Swallows FC. I've got a couple of suggestions. Too. I've got a couple of suggestions. Yeah, but too. but but what is good, Sean? Is Age good or Nange good? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But it just shows who the f- would want to be a head coach in in the PSL. I mean, you know, you're literally living out of a suitcase. You don't know what's going to be having uh, happening the next uh, yeah. the next day or so. But let's move on to something more positive. And our ladies are doing us proud. Banyana Banyana are the inaugural 2021 Asia Buhari Cup champions after beating Nigeria convincingly 4-2. They were leading 3-0 at halftime. Um, I think uh, we're going to listen to a little bit of a, a segment now from Desiree Ellis, the head coach, and what she had to say. But I think this is what, in my opinion, Tickle, this is... This could be the beginning of something that we've been waiting for in terms of the women team getting recognized, the women team in terms of performance. She, uh, Desiree said in this little insert that uh, she thanks the new sponsors which have come on board, Hollywood Bets. Um, obviously, money has been pumped into the right places where it should be. There finally is money now. The players are getting paid properly with what they deserve. So I've heard, I don't know how true that is. And she's asked for more now. She's asked for more. She says, thank you for giving, 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 but I'm, I want more, I want more, I want more. And which is epic which is which is amazing which is what we need and we've, we've got a decent squad with a very very good coach yeah. is this is this beginning of something new text this is what we've been waiting for i think this this the shoot and i also it it it, it 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 it's this i think what helps it more is because we have players that are playing overseas that are doing well and not just playing overseas playing in good teams 
yeah, you know, big teams. yeah, and big teams, and and I think that also creates a buzz, that creates an excitement, that also mm. inspires the ones that are still playing locally to start doing well. So and that makes a job a little bit easier for Desiree, and also mm-hmm. the, and Banya has got a record to prove. You know, they yeah. they 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 do well when they expected to do well, and they show up, and 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 also because Pafana on the other side. We 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 still at the entrance. We're still sanitizing our hands, figuring out which to take. Banyana has taken their own seat. They know exactly mm. what they're trying to do. So so that gives them an advantage on that. But but I think it's high time that Banyana get the recognition that they deserve. And uh, and with all the sponsors, I just want to say that are involved. Um, uh, more they, more. We want more. And and I strongly believe that. Um, when when that happens, uh, would actually want more TV rights to watch by uh, ladies football on TV, and with that growth as well, mm. and I think it will inspire. I mean, look, man, we're speaking of Banyana. There's Mamli Sundance as well that are participating somewhere in Africa. Yeah. So there's a lot of good things that are happening in women's football within the country. You know, one of my colleagues, uh, showed the coach Shorty now has been appointed as TT ladies football coach. So there's a lot of movement happening in women's football in the country. So it's exciting to see. And and and, and I think with this recognition that they're getting and with Banyana doing well, I think there will be more sponsors coming in. There will be uh, more talent actually being groomed and and probably maybe going overseas. So kudos to Banyana Banyan. Yeah, that's that's very well put. Very epic. And uh, Desiree's a lovely lady. I'd love to get her on the show. Actually, text maybe in the future. Um, but yeah, and it, I think the more sponsors we get on board, the quicker these girls can get uh, become full time professionals. And what does that mean? Obviously, the ladies, uh, ladies, the, ladies, the, the ladies. Yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. So um, you know, once they become full time professionals, that changes absolutely everything. And we've spoken about how the referees aren't even full time professionals, and we see how. Oh, anyway, so, um, but yeah, this is what Desiree had to say. Have a quick listen. The victory is not just for us here in Nigeria. The victory is for everyone back home, everyone involved in women's football. You know, that's contributed. Cecil, um, Hollywood Big Super League, um, that's contributed. Um, you know, the coaches, um, that is put in the hard work with the players. Um, they need a big pat on their back. Um, we've had discussions before to say we need more and they've delivered, but now we need more and more and more. Righty, let's move on to the international news desk. This news desk was pre-recorded this morning with Mr. Kurt Buckerfield and let's have a listen to what he had to say. We are joined now by Sokla Duma International News Correspondent Kurt Buckerfield. Kurt, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm good, thanks, Aiden. How are you doing, man? I'm doing very well, thank you. But let's kick things off with a bit of trouble in paradise. Lionel Messi here. It's quite clear that he isn't the happiest of campers right now <laughs> at PSG. We saw his frustration after, after Pochettino subbed him off during his uh, home debut this past weekend. What seems to be going on there? What are the reports saying? Um, so... Okay, it starts with Messi uh, being given his home debut as a as a PSG player at the Parc de Princesse um, in a in a league match against Lyon, which is a, a big game, of course. Um, mm. And Messi didn't have a, a bad game. Hits the crossbar with a free kick, um, creates a few chances, plays a couple of excellent through balls, um, and is kind of one of the live wires on the field. Um, Everything seems to be happening through him. Okay. Then, um, with the score at one all, 
in the 75th minute of the game, he is replaced. Um, and I was watching with a friend um, and we were both, we both kind of just looked at each other like, huh? What, what the hell's going on here? Because we are so used to watching Messi at Barcelona where it is very known that he doesn't like to be substituted. And Messi has said himself that I don't like to be taken off because during the end of a game when players are tired, it's easier to take advantage of them. Um, and and I don't know if you if you if you look at Messi's numbers throughout his career, a large portion of his goals have come from the I would say 70th minute onwards. Um, so it looked like you know if, if PSG were to score again, it was likely to come through Messi either with an assist um, or with him getting on the score sheet himself. So we were both very confused, um, and I think the entire stadium was confused and Messi. Um, and it was pretty clear that he didn't like it. He walked off, um, Pochettino put his hand out. Messi did put his hand out. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if he really was snubbing a handshake, but it looked like he, he was just like, he put his hand out and they, they may have just missed. That their hands may have just not touched in that moment. Um, and it looked pretty bad. Messi was shrugging his shoulders, kind of, uh, you know, gesturing towards Pochettino to say, what are you doing? Or, I'm fine. Um, and then he went to go sit down and he kind of had the same face. He didn't look particularly happy. Um, but it's since come out and PSG actually released a little statement yesterday um, saying that Messi was carrying a knock. Um, Pochettino in his press conference after the game alluded to that and said that he wants everybody to be fit and he wants to protect his players um, but it's come out that Messi was carrying a knock to his knee and at some point in the game signaled to Pochettino and his coaching staff that he was fine that he was good to continue um, and you know having watched Messi for 15 years or whatever it is now um, whenever he's carrying a slight knock like that he normally continues he will yeah. tell the bench I'm good don't take me off um, and he generally gets his way. Um, I think at Barcelona under Ernesto Valverde a couple of years ago, I think it was between 2017 and 2019 or something like that, he was maybe substituted once. Um, before that, he had a big row with Luis Enrique, um, who substituted him in one of those, I can't remember who it was against, might have been Celta Vigo. Um, but Messi is known to want to stay on the field at all times. Um, so he was probably slightly frustrated, probably thought that it was getting um, to that important part of the game where one goal was probably going to separate the teams. Yeah. Um, and Messi probably thought that he was um, good for that goal and he could have maybe contributed to it. Um, so yeah, it looked like he was just surprised. Everyone was surprised. Um, and that's why such a big deal has been made of this. I mean, substitutions are so normal in football but when it's Lionel Messi it's like the biggest deal in the world it's pretty funny um, all the the match reaction and all these pundits having you know an opinion on this and and all the stories coming out of this it's pretty funny to think that it's all just about Messi being taken off in a game and um, it's that unusual but anyway um, I think everything's okay I'm sure him and Pochettino are fine um, I'm sure there's no bad blood between them Messi was probably just frustrated in that moment but Everything's okay. Well, hopefully Pochettino can get a grasp on Messi's ways sooner rather than later. But in a sense, sticking with Messi, however, his former team, Barcelona here, reports are suggesting that management and the ownership have had enough and uh, have apparently lined up a five or six name shortlist of managers to replace Ronald Koeman, who could be facing the sack. This list includes Andrea Perlo, Felipe Koku, Antonio Conte, Joachim Lowe, and former Barcelona legend Xavi Hernandez. So... 
Kurt, this is a double-barreled question here. Could we see the Dutchman being let go by Barcelona? And out of this shortlist, who do you think is the ideal man for the job? Um, I think, firstly, that shortlist probably tells you just how much trouble Barcelona are in at the moment. Um, but I think that, yes, I, I do... I do foresee Kuman uh, being let go at some point this season. I don't think he's going to stay the the entirety of the campaign. Um, and if I was to guess who would replace him, I would probably say Xavi Hernandez, um, just because it's it's felt like that has been in the pipeline for some time now. Um, it's very well known that Laporta is a big fan of Xavi Hernandez, um, and of course. You know, who better than Xavi um, when it comes to fans being patient and players uh, completely buying into the coach's system? I think that Xavi Hernandez will come to Barcelona one day, whether it's this season or next or whenever. He will one day come to Barcelona with a very similar blueprint to the one that Pep Guardiola brought in 2008, mm. um, which Xavi, of course, was a major part of. Um Pep is is probably Xavi's biggest influence, and I think that fans want to see that. Players probably want to see that. Um, there was a stat from Monday night's game. They drew Barcelona drew against Granada one all um, in La Liga, and I think there was a stat that I, I can't actually remember what the number was, but maybe over twenty or thirty crosses into the box. It was um, 54. 54, okay. 54 crosses into the box, which is just so unlike Barcelona and the style of football that they have been, become famous for. The the Cryfian style of football that Pep Guardiola then um, reintroduced in 2008. It's, it's, it's crazy how far away that is from what Barcelona are. And that's why um, I think that Joan Laporte will at some point feel like, okay, well, if we're going to go through this transitional phase where we uh, are, you know, growing youngsters from the, the youth academy and giving them first-team football, then we might as well do it with Barcelona's DNA. Um, you know, the signing of Luke de Jong made absolutely no sense. I actually can't believe that that was sanctioned um, because he's a kind of player who... Who approved that. Who, exactly. He's, he's the kind of player who does uh, require crosses into the box. So... I can't believe that Barcelona would change their entire philosophy for a new striker who shouldn't be at the club. Um, and, and that's why I think that ultimately it will cost Koeman his job. Um, I, I don't really blame Koeman too much. I don't think that he's had a lot to work with. Um, that team uh, has been struggling for some time now and, and Koeman actually didn't do a terrible job and he's given a lot of youngsters regular first team football. Um, and a lot of those youngsters will be very key to Barcelona's future. Um, so I think that he actually has done well, given the, uh, the tools um, at his disposal. But I think that at some point, uh, you know, things are going to come crashing down for him. And we see this all the time, Aiden. Um, mm. You can't change a squad of 25 when things are going wrong. You're going to change the guy who, who's in charge of them. Um, and I think that... It will be at some point Xavi Hernandez. It would be quite quite special to see Xavi return to Barcelona, but this time on the other side of the touchline. Oh yeah, I, I mean it's brilliant. I, I I can't wait to see that happen. I think it's inevitable. And um, like I said, whether it's this season or the next, it's inevitable that Xavi does coach Barcelona, um, and uh, it's going to be quite exciting. I just think that he has 
there are players in that team that can really play that Barcelona style um, of football if implemented correctly. And I think that Xavi, even though you know compared to Kuman and compared to some of those other coaches on that shortlist, is fairly inexperienced, yes. he will still. Uh, I think he'll do a, a pretty good job of it. I mean, Pep Guardiola had little experience when he was given the job in 2008. I think he had coached the Barcelona um, reserve team for just one season. You know, that's it. That was the only experience he had as a as a head coach. I uh, I also think that yes, he may be a little bit inexperienced compared to the likes of Joachim Lowe and Antonio Conte. But what he will bring to the team, ex Barcelona legend, I think it will just gel people together, saying. Oh my God, we we have Xavi as our coach. He's done so much for this club. Mm. Let's actually pay attention to this guy now. Exactly. Let's, and let's listen to him. And but only time will tell that. You know, it's, yeah. it's no, of course. And you know, it's so important to have a coach who aligns with the club's philosophy. Um and although Antonio Conte, you know, just won Serie A last season and has won trophies in England and wherever he's been, um, he doesn't fit Barcelona's DNA. It's a completely different yeah. style of football um, and Barcelona fans are very particular about what kind of um, football they watch. And right now, I don't know if you've seen those numbers, but I think, you know, COVID regulations allow for 40,000, um, a 40,000 capacity and Barcelona right now is selling around 27,000. So people aren't coming out for games. Um, and that will be hugely concerning because, you know, we all know about Barcelona's major financial issues um, and at least they need butts on seats um, to, to get their, uh, well, to improve their economic situation. So that will be something that's on Laporte's mind too, you know, it's affecting them uh, financially too. And they have to um, make a call at some point. No, absolutely, and and hopefully things do come right for Barcelona. You know, I'm I'm not a diehard fan, but I do enjoy watching them. Their tiki taka that has unfortunately started fading away. Yeah. But hopefully in the future things will come right for them. Unfortunately, that is all we have time for today. Thank you very much for the international news update, Mr. Kurt Buckerfield, Sockler Duma international news correspondent. Have a fantastic day further. Cheers, Ed, and thank you very much, man. Thanks, Cody. See you. All right. Obviously, lots going on over there, overseas, and uh, Messi not too chuffed to be substituted, etc., etc. But let's again, let's move onto the local shores. Um, I like the story. I like the fact that Amazulu have progressed in the Cap Champions League. Um, I'm happy for the guys. I think they needed this uh, tackle. They needed this victory. I know it's not in the league, but we're hoping that this this form can sort of continue now into the league and and sort of repeat what they've had last season yeah i mean i mean you 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 lost the game and and there was a lot of talks about it and two characters were tested and 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 you're able to bounce back and and win convincingly yeah that's 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 character for me and 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 amazulia showed character on that and able to fight back and win convincingly that's what you need and also sometimes you get tested i think they got tested Character-wise, in the league, and 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 maybe that was a wake-up call. Um, mm. um, when things are not going well, you you revert back to all the good things that you used to do, and what forced you to do all those things. Because last season it was the fear of relegation. They didn't want to be relegated anymore. They didn't want to be a team that is relegation-bound anymore. So they played well. Yeah. They now they they within now uh, the thing within things. They a <laughs> team that plays continental football. So they want to be yeah. part of that. So. So being able to be to be tested this season, it's going to be one of those things because I think 
they they are one of the team that were standing last season so they are a team to beat this season so we'll see how how this is but it's still early but for me um 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 they're great you know the more experience they gain in african uh, in the continent of football the more help help they get and uh, they get more experience within their players that will never get an opportunity to play in the Bafana Bafana setup so that's an experience on its own and the experience that you get from a club continent of football and the national team are two different things so yeah 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 i agree i mean there's a magnificent photo um and i, I presume it's uh, as the final whistle was blown where slim cats benny Vasili, the whole the whole uh, technical team were just in a big circle hugging and laughing and that's that's just great we don't get that enough in the psl and i think that's what benny brings amazulu we have spoken about that at length but uh yeah, it's, it's really, really awesome. Um, so good luck to Amazon going forward. Let's quickly chat about Pirates vs. Sundowns Ooh. coming up, Teko. I know we're going to be glued to our 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 seats this weekend. I think the games are 5 o'clock on Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, how do you see this one going, Tex? I mean, you, you know, it's it's. I, I feel personally it's going to be a low-scoring affair, but a, a very entertaining game. Um, I, I think Orlando Pirates have just found this little hint of form that they've been searching for and that identity that you speak about at the right time um but to come against to come up against uh, Mamelodi Sundowns are going to be tested to their max how do you think this is going to go text Sean to be honest with you mm. um they they do have coaches that are capable of pulling an upset mm-hmm. um but the players that that I think that they can they they're not in their best forms like your hotto that i know for speed can harm any team mm-hmm. uh lodge who's injured when on his day he can be very creative pool is still trying mm-hmm. to find his feet like there's a lot but i'm 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 slowly getting to understand what a lot of parts are trying to do and 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 i see where they're trying to go right and and i think for Orlando pirates it's good it's best to play sundowns this early so that they can build on going forward. Once they do have the strength, once they do have build the momentum, they can also say, Sundowns, come back again. Let's let's see what you got. Because I think it's better to play Sundowns early on, like right now. And I think this will be a game for Mamelodi Sundowns to lose. Um, I, don't think, I don't think there's much pressure from Orlando Pirates' side, but it's going to be one of those games where I feel like it's going to be a game of two halves where Orlando Pirates will resort to defensive block, especially in the first half, and then probably the second half come out and be more adventurous and take risk. But uh, but I, I strongly believe that with, with with Sundowns, I think you know playing two tough games back to back that might give them that momentum that they've been struggling to get. Your prediction? Uh it's going to be a two-two-zero. Two-two-two. Pitor, the the yellow bus will be okay, on its freeway okay. to. I'm going for a one-one draw. Hey, didn't make note, please. Um, Dude, let's you, move on to, you uh, suck with your uh, predictions these days. I'm, I'm very, very good with my predictions. Oh, I, I just don't think you remember what I say. So all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you think I'm wrong all the time. No, we'll get to that. No, I like the way you speak to me online. Tech, no, no, guys. Um, <laughs> That's let's talk about uh, um, Bugani Kamalo has retired. Um, which span, his career, which spanned 14 years, has seen employees trade in three different countries and turn up for nine different teams, including obviously the English Giants, Tottenham Hotspur. Um, 
He's won many trophies, four PSL titles, uh, one where he made history by becoming the youngest captain to lift the trophy at 23, two MTNA titles and one Talcum knockout. 40 caps for Bafana Bafana, which includes the 2009 FIFA Config Cup and obviously the 2010 FIFA World Cup. Uh, you've obviously played with him, Teko. You obviously know him quite a bit better than I do. Um, he made 19 appearances in all competitions for Super Sports United last season, and he has confirmed that he has quit the beautiful game at 34. So just going on about what we were speaking about, um, uh, last week, um, that, you know, he obviously feels he can still play at 35, 36. Um, Bongani has made the, the conscious decision and he's happy with the decision at 34 that he's had enough and moving on to something else. Teko, was this, was this a surprise or do you think it could have gone a bit longer? But uh, what a career, right? And thank you. Thank you, Bongs, for uh, blessing us. Yeah, crazy. Look, thank thank, thank you, Bongani. Kumalo. Um, he's, he served the game. He's loyal to the mm. game and uh, he loved the football and football loved him back. Mm-hmm. And um, Loki had more. He had an opportunity. He was overseas, and uh, Loki had opportunities. And 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 those are stories I think they will will love to hear from him as well. You know, be able to tell us, uh, you know, um, what transpired on the other side. What is it that that um, our young players should do to actually go and get those type of opportunities? But I mean, this is a player that was one in in a team that was very dominant for three years. So that uh, that super sport team under Gabenheim was giving us problems, and um, I mean, he did well. I played with him in the Bafana uh, Bafana squad, and uh, yeah, I mean, if 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 somebody when when a player comes to that decision to retire when they're clear and confident about them you hear them yeah you 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 just sense it that this is this is not a decision this is not something that i thought overnight it's, it's something that i knew that is coming next year this mm. time so for me it's it's for players now to retire especially looking at at, 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 at what the situation is. I think there's a lot of players that are going to retire because of the pandemic. I think in the pandemic, it helped everybody to realize what what important things are. Where mm. where should we go? What, what is it that we can do besides what we're doing exactly? So we started opening our minds. We started being more adventurous, taking chances. And I think there's a lot of players that are going to retire. Not because of the age, but because of the opportunities that are out there. And I think, and, and, and you look at how, how football is in the country. I mean, there's a lot of 33-year-olds that are not playing, that we regard them as old. Mm. And, 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 and look, there's, there's other ones that I just, so, just see on social media. They haven't announced. I don't know whether they're retired or not. I'm not going to name them. So there's a lot of players that are just there, whether we know it, they're retired or not. But because of, I know that if you say you retired and you haven't in your heart, I know it's going to eat you alive because yeah. you don't want to retire when you're not ready. So there's a lot of players that are in that dilemma now. Nelly and Kelly Role. You see what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> You never cease to amaze me, my friend. Yeah, so so thanks to Bongani for the services he has done for this country, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. thanks, Bongs, and uh, all the best for your uh, your new life, your new chapter, and uh, your transition. We'll have for sure have him on the the car wash very soon, possibly our next guest. But let's move on to this week in football history. Today we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. On the 25th of September 2001, the Confederation of African Football unveiled a new trophy for the African Cup of Nations 
It was the third trophy used since the competition's founding in 1957. On the 26th of September 1990, Dennis Bergkamp made his international debut for the Netherlands in a friendly against Italy. He would go on to become one of the greatest Dutch players in history. He managed to grab a total of 238 goals for club and country, but none more memorable than the spectacular solo effort against Newcastle when playing for Arsenal. I remember that like yesterday. He was just an absolute gem. On the 28th of September 2004, English striker Wayne Rooney made his debut for Manchester United in a 6-2 win against Fenerbahce at Old Trafford. The 18-year-old put in an impressive performance, contributing three goals and an assist. Crazy times. Teko, would you consider Rooney one of the greatest strikers ever to grace the Premier League? Rooney? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think so. No? No. One-off. Oh. One-off. Oh, one-off. No. One-off. Uh, if it's a one-off, then uh, of course. Sure. Of course, I think he's on top three. Top three, top four, of course. Of course, Rooney mm. shows this amazing stuff. But I don't think, for me, uh, I haven't seen a striker that has done things but that uh, Terry Henry did. Yeah, I agree. And Bergkamp. Yeah, yeah he, he, which one? Dennis Bergkamp. Bergkamp or Beckham? Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp, I think when him and Henri were playing together, it's just... No, oh, he, was a, he was a genius. Beautiful. Yeah, he was a genius. Yeah. But, but, with, but with, with, with Henry, what he has done, what he was doing week in, week out, with top, yeah, top level. defenders, it was next level. But, but of course, but Rooney, Rooney, Rooney will forever be a legend. Yeah, man. I agree. I agree. Let's move to place your bets where I'm usually right. So, (laughs) (laughs) Cape Town City are coming up against Morocco Swallows. Cape Town City were uh, surprisingly beaten convincingly by, uh, I think it was Stellenbosch over the weekend. Um, How do you see this one going, Tex? Quickly. Uh, City versus Swallows. City versus Swallows. um, I think it's going to be a one-win victory for City. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Um, I'm going 2-1 victory for Cape Town City there. Arrows versus Amazoo. Durban Derby. Where do you see this one going? Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's going to be a 2-2 draw. 2-2 draw? Just to be um, safe. Yeah, you're playing it safe. I, I have to not go safe. I'm going to... I think Amazulu now on a winning streak. I'm going to stick to Amazulu. Uh, 2-1 victory. The game of the week, or there's actually monster games here the weekend in the Premier League. Chelsea versus Man City up against the Blues. We've got to go City, don't we, Tex? Uh, of course. I don't care. Lukaku, I don't care about you. Never heard of him. Never <laughs> heard of him. And then the, one of the biggest games in the world, Arsenal versus Tottenham, Big London Derby. Um, I'm going for an entertaining 2 all draw. Where do you see this game, Tex? Uh, never. Never? Um, Sean. I strongly believe Spurs, believe Spurs can pull an upset. Not an upset, but Spurs can win this game. If, he, oh, if, man, so if it's not an upset, if, really. yeah, it's not an upset. If Harry Kane decides to be happy again, <laughs> happy Harry, yeah, happy Harry, more goals. So you're going, you're going, a, you're going a um, a low scoring victory for Tottenham. Yeah, yeah, the two, two, two zero with Son and uh, Harry Kane scoring. Okay. I'm going for an entertaining two-all draw. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a magic game. Moving already onto the Corrible quickly. I noticed that the new Vantage Aston Martin has landed in South Africa. It's absolutely gorgeous. Like the third generation car, the latest Aston Martin Vantage. 
employs an aluminium space frame construction for optimized rigidity and reduced weight. As it stands at the moment, the Vantage Coupe hits 100 kilometers per hour in a claimed 3.6 seconds and storms onwards to a top speed of 314 kilometers per hour, which is crazy. Part of the credit for the staunch performance has to go to the eight-speed ZF automatic gearbox mounted between the rear wheels and sending the power into an electronically controlled torque vection differential. An epic, epic, epic car. Um, yeah, I'm giving this a nine and a half out of 10. My friends actually got one. It's, it's phenomenal um, <laughs> that you're looking at 4.5 millimeters. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, but we, you know, we've got to need a bit of motivation for that. It's, I think it's your turn, Tex. Serious? I think it's yours. If you're not prepared, I can take over. Yeah, no, take over, my friend. I was, I was, I was at uh, Maldives. You see, I was in Maldives relaxing. <laughs> um, were you away, really? Yeah. Oh wow, how was it? I'm just kidding, Sean. Ah, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still home, seriously. my friend. I'm still I'm got work to do. Maybe we should go to Maldives together, bro. A little mandate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the one. Um, right. You are always one decision away from a totally different life. Who that is? I think, I think that is, uh, uh, especially in the sporting fraternity, you really have to choose who you hang around with. I mean, yes. I've seen, you've seen, yeah, I mean, we've seen proper, proper players. Lerato Chibango comes to mind straight off the bat of so much talent, but hanging around with the wrong people outside of the sport. Um, and that's just a that's just a decision, right? So um, I think for any youngsters coming through the ranks, you've got to surround yourself with the right people. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, and that is how we wrap up episode number ninety. Can you believe it? Ninety of the car wash. Whether you have been listening on SL Podcasts at Seven ZA, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Mahi King ninety six point seven Game Time. Thank you for tuning in. I've been Sean Roberts. Or oh, I haven't been Sean Roberts. I am Sean Roberts, your host. <laughs> and obviously. The legend himself, Mr. Tepo Madisa, thank you very much. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I am Tepo Madisa. <laughs> <laughs> and that's us. We'll see you next time, same place, same time, I guess. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Have a great week ahead. Ciao. Oh. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL Podcast. This is a car. Banana and papa.